Welcome into our second summer segment with Buff legend Darian Hagen. My name is Adam Munster Tiger. I'm the publisher of BuffStampede.com on the 24-7 Sports Network. Darian, we're going to rebrand this segment a little bit. The first episode was titled 15 Minutes with Hagen. I mentioned to you, I don't want to be married to a, a, a certain time limitation here. We're not going to go a whole lot over 15 minutes ever, but you threw out there trickeration with Mr. Magic. I got to know, where did the Mr. Magic uh, nickname come from? Am I just too young to know that that was a thing back in your heyday at CU? Uh, you may be a little young, but uh, <laughs> in in high school, people used to call me Hawk because I was, you know, fast to make decisions and quick quick to 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 you know get out in front of guys and guys couldn't catch me. And then uh, once I got to school here and my soph- my sophomore year, you know, I did some some crazy things with football, pitching the ball down late, you know, uh, hiding the ball in the fullback and pulling it against Texas and going 75 yards and, you know, pitching at the last minute. And Mark McIntosh, he gave me the nickname Mr. Magic. That's so awesome. I, now I have Mr. Magic tattooed on my arm. Nice. Okay. All right. I see it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I want to get the whole breakdown on the Memorial Charity basketball game that, that uh, you guys had on campus at CU last week. But it's good to let everybody behind the curtain see kind of how we're going to rebrand the segment. It's been fun to catch up with you. Uh, and you. I think John Snelson has done a good job of going back into the archives, pulling some games from back in the heyday up on YouTube. And I need to find some time in my schedule here in the coming mm-hmm. weeks to, to pull up some of those games. How often do you go back and pull up memories from CU just to get those good feelings going? Well, last night I was watching uh, a movie. They they uh, it's called They Clone Tyrone. So I was yeah. watching that. I was watching that movie last night, and it got kind of boring. So I uh, about 10, 10 p.m. I. Uh, Went to YouTube and I looked at Colorado versus uh, Missouri in 1991 after the year after the five down. Okay. And then I watched the uh, 1991 where against uh, Oklahoma where we had two 99 yard drives uh, and the second one being all rushing. So uh, so I didn't, I didn't go to bed till like roughly 1:30 last night. So you know those games are addicting, man, and you know. You, <laughs> You know the outcome already, but you 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 tend to think, okay, I should have did this, I should have done that. You know, it's it's pretty cool. You can go back and and you can uh, and look at your memories and all that stuff. And the memories are not in black and white; they're in color. There so, you go. I, so I don't feel that that old. <laughs> what happened the year after the fifth down game with Missouri? Well, after that uh, that that game right there, man, we were. You know, we we're fired up. We had some some guys that were coming back from injuries, including myself. Um, and you know, everyone wanted to, you know, out on the outside, they wanted to downplay the five downs because it was the, you know, people say it wasn't, you know, our current team wasn't involved, just a few players were. And internally, you know, Coach Mac, he uh he's one of those guys that he was always burning, burning inside, especially for his alma mater. So he was he was always he was telling us, yeah, five downs, they you know, they don't care about you guys and they're gonna come in here and they're gonna try to, you know, get you back and you know, we can't lose in our house. And then they had they I remember they had a big uh offensive tackle named Russ McCullough. 
and his nickname was The Bus. And Coach Mack, he goes, all right, guys, Russ The Bus McCullough going against Alpha Williams and Canavis McGee. He goes, guys, you better bring it because if you don't, he'll put you on his back and he'll drop you off at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You guys won that that football game, right? Yes, we won 48-7. Okay. Nice, nice. And going back to the fifth down game, again, I, I'm too young. I didn't cover that game. But yeah. the stories about the field conditions there are legendary. Was that on purpose, in your opinion, with Mizzou and trying to gain an, an advantage against you guys? I absolutely believe it was on, on purpose because their field surface was sand-based. And in order for you to not make it slick, you have to pack it. And you have to pack it with, with water. And that that field was dry and sand was just moving everywhere. So when we went to make cuts, you know, we would lose our footing because this, the sand wasn't compact. You know, so only way only way you do that, you know, knowing that you have the home, it's your field. You know that you're reliable for injuries. You know you're reliable for taking care of it. You know if you don't, if you don't wet it, what the outcome is going to be. And that's exactly what happened. They didn't wait it. And I, we we had, I want to say, over 100 slips and falls in that game on offense and defense because there's no way that that, that team should have been, uh, you know, close to us in that game. For the folks that are new Colorado fans that came on board with Coach Prime, obviously the fifth down game is when Colorado beat Missouri out in Columbia uh, back in 1990 during the national championship season. Darian, did you guys have the wrong – I think I heard that you guys had the wrong cleats, whereas Mizzou was prepared for those conditions. Am I making that up? No, they probably were because they, they knew what to wear, in, you know, on that surface. You know, so I'm pretty sure they had, you know, longer uh, longer cleats than we had. We, we are, we're used to playing on, on a surface where it was not uh, sand-based. It was just a regular turf field, and we had tennis shoe bottoms. So if you got a tennis shoe bottom on a surface where if it's sand base, you know your tennis shoes and, it's, and the sand is is uh, is loose, you know your tennis shoes. Once you stick your foot in the ground, your your, your foot's gonna slide, and that's exactly what happened. You know? Were you guys talking about that on the sideline? I know CJ was out there like at quarterback, but were you guys discussing the field conditions as it was kind of happening, or was this something that you guys reflected on looking back at that game? No, we were we were uh, constantly talking about it during the game because you know we had some opportunity for some big plays and guys were falling. Even me, I had an opportunity for a cutback on the option and and I went to make the cutback and, and slid and fell and re-injured my shoulder. And that's why CJ came in the game because I had re-injured my shoulder because of the playing service. I fell and landed on, on my shoulder and couldn't I couldn't play. CJ had to go in and, and win the game for us. How many times in the last 30 years have you and CJ talked about that game? We talk about it all the time, you know, because, uh, you know, him and I were roommates and I used to always say, man, you better be ready to play, man. You never know what's going to happen. And he's be like, ah, oh, man, you all right, you all right. And then, uh, but no one really knows this. So the national championship game, we were, we, you know, CJ and I were roommates and CJ was on the phone talking to his future wife. and. So I, I I go to sleep, and right before right before CJ hangs up, I wake up and I'm like, hey man, I just had the weirdest dream. He go, he says, what is that? I said, I'm gonna get hurt and I'm tomorrow 
and you're gonna have to come in, you're gonna have to win the game for us. He's like, Man, go to sleep, man. You always saying stuff like that. I said, Man, I'm <laughs> telling you, I just had the wildest dream. I'm gonna hurt my knee, and you're gonna have to come in and win the national championship for it. Hey, that's and that's exactly what happened. You would probably go back and choose not to have your knee get injured in that game, right? But what right. what do you think that did for CJ to have that opportunity and take it and succeed the way that he did? I can tell you this. Uh, he probably had all kind of lumps in his throat uh, once it happened. And then, uh, but knowing CJ, you know, he's that cool customer. You know, he never get riled up. He's always even killed. You know, uh, he's a hell of a competitor. So I'm pretty sure after, you know, the first two snaps being really nervous, you know, his his natural leadership ability and natural coolness kicked in. And, you know, he uh, got this to victory. Advancing to current times here, Darian, uh, we previewed the Devon Levy Hagen Memorial Charity Basketball game on our last show. Mm-hmm. And I'm really anxious to hear how this went. Unfortunately, I was out in Las Vegas still coming back from Pac-12 Media Day, so I wasn't able to attend. But right. Darian, break it down for us. What were the highlights of the event? The highlights, uh, I would say everything. The but the, the 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 main highlight, which we were trying to expose or not expose, but we were trying to inject kids into you know uh, mental health and suicide prevention. So what we did was, uh, you know, we we took them uh, on the campus tour. We showed them our facilities. We showed them some stuff on campus. We showed them the uh, Farron Field. We showed them the rec, the rec center. Uh, we showed them the Buff Walk and. Things like that. We just showing them important monuments on campus, and then we took them inside. And we we fed them, gave them lunch, um, and um, and then after that, we had an interactive presentation on um, on mindset growth, and then you know mindset being fixed mindset and and, and uh, a growth mindset, and we talked about the difference in that. Um, and most people don't know that when you have a, a fixed mindset, your fixed mindset is pretty much you know, you're, you're, you, you, there's nothing anyone can tell you to change your mind. You know, if you think you're a failure, you're going to always think you're a failure because you have a mixed mind, you have a fixed mindset. No one's going to change your mind. And then you have a growth mindset, you know, your growth mindset, man, you can always change your mind because you all, you have always positive thoughts. So we talked about those things and we talked about how, you know, if, uh, if you're ever in a situation where you, you feel you, you feel depressed. You feel like you want to harm yourself. You, you, your self talk is not good talk. You know you want to make sure that you have someone that you can talk to. Um, you know, and I also told him, you know, if you ain't, if you're not comfortable talking to your parents because you think your parents may think you're weak, you're not comfortable talking to your coaches, your teachers. Hey, pick the phone up and call me. I won't judge you. I, you know, I'll pick the phone up and get you the help you need. I said because you know it takes a village to raise kids. That nowadays, my son. You know, uh, we didn't get, we, were, we didn't have the opportunity to save him, you know, but we can save other kids and and and, and from this point on, and that's uh, that's our mission, you know. So the, the highlights were, were everything, and then uh, the kids were able to hang out with you know multiple athletes from different sports and eat dinner with them, sit and talk to them, and I mean eat lunch with them, but and sit and talk to talk to them during the basketball game, things like that. I Many these kids. They were they were so excited, so happy just to be a part of the parents the same way. You know, I think that uh, next season when we do it again, we're going to have to have uh, we got to do a better job of marketing 
we do a better job of marketing. And when I say better job, I mean early, get it out there earlier. If we get it out there earlier, I think we can we can we can probably feel at event center, you know. And, and, and but we have to get it out there early because uh, you know no one no one wants to be in a situation where you know they can help someone and don't know how. You know, hundred so, percent. And just listening to you talk, it seems like the basketball game is just kind of a catalyst to, for the awareness part of yep. it that you that you're trying to get out there. Right, the basketball game is is a, is icing on the cake because what you do is you, you get they get to see their for, their you know former players that they that they know and and uh, they get to see them run around and do some play another sport. You know, some of them really just play on weekends or or noon ball, so they can see them run around and things like that. See how competitive guys are. You know, and, and and you know, we did something different this year. So pregame, we had all the student athletes who were there and uh, former athletes that were uh, that were there. Uh, we had them signing autographs. So a lot of kids got autographs signed, man, and it was it was huge. They uh, they went away with you know big smiles on their faces. You know, their their parents all sent emails saying how impactful. Uh, you know, the, the, the presentation was, I had two players that I played with. I had James Hill, who, who, uh, James has it. If you call him James Hill, he gets upset because he earned his doctorate degree. So <laughs> he wants you to, he wants you to call him Dr. Thrill Hill. So we call you're, him. You're Darian Hay and you call him whatever you want to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so he, he got up and he spoke and he talked about, uh, different pillars of life. Uh, where you come from, you don't have to stay the same, you know, uh, you really, you get to pick and choose who you want to be, you know, uh, this is a, you know, this world is, is a, is a world of freedom and you take advantage of it. You know, don't let, the, don't let the system take advantage of you. You take advantage of the system. Don't let the sport take advantage of you. You take advantage of the sport. And that's what all these guys want to do. They all, you know, the women, they want to go play, you know, the WNBA. They want to play, you know, soccer and professional and you know the guys want to play nfl and nba you know the same way and only way you can do those things is by making sure that you are doing you've been productive in your in your everyday life you know you got to be productive in your everyday life you got to be consistent in your everyday life you know on and off the field and it all care it all correlate in my opinion into something you know that you never thought that could happen but you put all the work in into it and the sky's the limit if you if you so desire. Josh Ford won the MVP in the game that I played in in 2022. Who took mm-hmm. home the MVP trophy this year? Did you guys have one of those? We didn't have one of those this year. We just had a championship trophy. Okay. Uh, but Your I squad won, you, right? I can tell you this. Uh, Matt Moore played his tail off. Um, um I can't, I can't remember, can't think of his dang name right now. Um, Scott Van Sickle, remember Scott Van Sickle? So game was, game was, we're down one with like nine seconds left. And I told Mefford, I said, look, man, they're not even, they're not sticking Scott. I said, so you you get the ball down low and kick it back out to Scott. Scott go hit the three. So that's exactly what we did. And Scott hit the, hit the three and we won the game by two. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. How, how did Brian Howell play? Brian played good. He was uh every time Brian got are you the ball, being, are you being honest here? <laughs> every time he got the ball, he he was chucking that thing from three, <laughs> and then uh and then he he would get tired. He he would put his he would put his son in, and his son hit some key shots as well. Okay, that's and good. Once, 
once his son started playing, every other kid who had a parent out there playing, they wanted to play. So at <laughs> point when actually when we hit the three to win the game, they had eight players on the field on the court and we had seven on the court. So it was it was it was fun. It it was it was really fun. And the kids loved it. You know, the players loved it. And then, and uh, everyone keeps, you know, texting me and telling, you know, we job well done. The whole event was done, you know, playing well, it was done well. And uh, they can't wait to uh, play again next year. What are your hopes and goals with your charity foundation going forward? Well, going forward, all we want to do is be able to reach reach kids. We want to make sure we, that we can reach them financially. You know, if, if a kid is having uh, having difficulty in with a subject, and he doesn't have to be in, you know, in our program because uh, we don't have a program where we have kids on a daily basis. But we have we have people that can help, you know, within our organization. We have people that we can reach out to that can help individuals. And that's what we want to be able to do. We want to help individuals who are down on their luck, who are you know, having depression, even guys that just need a buddy, a big buddy. You know, because uh, some people, some kids, you know, don't have a father don't have a mom, you know, they live in foster parents and foster parents really don't identify with what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish, you know? So, you know, I, I, you know, big, big buddy program, you know, things like that. Just, I want to be able to touch the kid wholeheartedly and let him know that just the people that you see on a daily basis are not just the people that you need to interact with. Cause it's a big old world out there. You know, I look at it like this. I've been around here for so long, man. I've made so many, so many friends, at the University of Colorado in the, in the community in, in Colorado. But also, I know who I can depend on and who I uh, can't depend on when I go back home to Los Angeles. You know, so you never should out, you, you're never going to outgrow your network, but you always got to make sure your network is the type of network that is conducive to how you want your life and the people around you to be. Well, Darian, we're, we're lucky to still have you around, see you. Thank you. This was fun. Colorado just broke from summer strength and conditioning. They're going to get a little time off. The Buffalo's players are going to be back for the start of preseason camp here next week. And I was going to ask you a ton about what summer looked like as a former college player and what camp looked like back then. Let's push that to the side. We'll tease the next show. I want to get a full breakdown on, on what that looked like back in the day. But but this has been a lot of fun for me to to catch up with you, and, and hopefully you've been enjoying this. And oh, yeah. episode two of hopefully many to come. This is awesome. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, we're here now in the present, and we get to talk about, you know, the, the past as well, because the past is, uh, the past is, uh, is not going to ever, uh, in my opinion, be able to be erased from the University of Colorado, you know. There, there's some times where, you know, as I get older, I forget some things. But, you know, I can always go to YouTube and do a search and bring it back, at, bring it back to reality. So <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. There you go. Yeah, I, there's a lot of new CU fans. And so being able to shine a light on some of the things that have happened in the program in the past, because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people want to reduce CU football to 1-11 that happened in 2022. And obviously those of us that have been around Boulder, uh, you more so than than me know how special a place that is and, and what CU football can be. So I, I really appreciate you. And uh, thanks out there to everybody that keeps tuning into these shows. Uh, we appreciate you. And we'll be coming back again. We're going to kind of preview preseason camp on our next show.